Welcome to Essence to Essence Insights, a project of Orkanimi. This is Ardova Beth. This is based on Dr. Zelenko's book, Essence to Essence. And um, we keep saying every time we really are exploring what is it in his learning over the years that really enabled him to be so brave and determined and create so much healing in the world. What is it? What can we extract from what he learned? And the way he wrote things. So we're up to the chapter, it's in alphabetical order, we're up to the chapter that's called God's Home. So we're obviously up to G. And it, none of these are simple chapters, so I'll take whatever I can from it and do my best. But God's Home means, obviously, dear B'tach Hashem wants to be in this world. Everybody, you know, it's a pretty basic thought. And so if he wants to be in the low, in the lower worlds, it means there are a lot of worlds. And so really, according to Kabbalah, Hashem created many worlds when he was doing all of this. And so, and of course, we know we are in the lowest world. Now, I'm just going to read you an interesting line. All that can now or will ever be seen or measured is included in this lowest world, this world of Asir. Okay, I can't comment. It's pretty amazing. I, I, I don't have enough of the background to explain it. So, but here's the thing. We know we're in the physical world. Are there other worlds? Of course. There are the spiritual worlds. Asilis, Yatsira, Bria, Yatsira. We know about those worlds. And as he puts it, these other worlds exist in spiritual space and cannot be measured or perceived in the traditional scientific sense. Now, remember... He's writing as um, a student of Kabbalah and Hasidus, and Lahavdil as a scientist, a doctor, um, and he's adding psychology, all of this put together. So when you think of the three higher worlds, we're not in the world of Atsilas, nor are we in the world of Bria or Yetzirah or Bria. We're in the world of Asiya. It's the physical world, the place where Hashem wants in the end to be the place where he would seem to fit the least. So those three higher worlds were saying they don't exist in, 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 in space. They, they don't exist in physical space. You know, gee, um, um, can I take a boat and somehow go to the, the tip of, you know, what is, whatever it is, you know, somewhere the Arctic Pole, and there I will find the world of Yatsira? No. Or the world of Bria or Asilis? They aren't there. So where are they? They don't exist in physical space. So, and of course, we know those three higher worlds are very different from each other. What's different? How much Hashem is visible? And how much truth is visible in those worlds? Obviously, in Atsilis, Hashem is seen openly. Truth is seen openly. And then Bria, a little bit less. And, sorry, Yatsira, a little bit less. Bria, Atsilis, Bria, Yatsira. Atsilis, then Bria, a little less. And Yatsira, a little less. And in this physical world called Lasila, Asiya, it's quite possible to not see Hashem whatsoever. Um, the proof is that after I finished this year, I was thinking of going to the ice cream store. And I'm not going to ask the person who's, he's going to say, do you want chocolate or vanilla or mixed and soft or hard? 
I'm not going to ask him if he sees Hashem in that ice cream because he will laugh at me. <laughs> I don't think I'll accomplish anything. He will really look at me strange. So why will he look at me strange in a strange way? Because Hashem made a decision that he wants to be almost completely concealed in this world, in this physical world. So here's the, here's the question. These other worlds, these three spiritual worlds that they don't, they're not at the North Pole, they're not at the South Pole, they're not underground, they're not, they're not in the heavens either. It's not like, oh, when the NASA program really catches up and you'll be able to go and, uh, you know, for $1,522, you'll be able to get a ticket to go to outer, 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 outer space. Will you find Atsilas or Brio Yatsira there? Not. You will not. You can save your money. You won't find them because those worlds don't exist in spirit, in physical space. So how do I get to see them? How do I see them? You need a receptor, you know, like an antenna. Remember once upon a time in the 1910s? Remember once upon a time people had shortwave radios and antennas and or just in general you had a transistor radio and it had an antenna you need a receptor you need an antenna so as he's saying here in the book like the physical world has different kinds of energy there's infrared waves x-rays and infrared and ultraviolet and all these radio waves and you need certain kind of receptors to pick them up and then your eye has receptors in it to pick up certain kinds of kinds of energy. But if you want to see those spiritual worlds, you need a kind of spiritual antenna. So what is this antenna? So I'm he's he's saying here you develop it by learning Tyra, by doing this first and refining your character. And I'm going to suggest the third, that in every generation, the Maishu Rabbeinu of the generation, and especially in our generation, the seventh, I believe does a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes, very fancy, excuse the expression, fancy footwork, to enable everyone, every simple person's spiritual antenna to... Um, pick up signals that in other generations it it took a tzaddik to pick up those kind of signals. And you see it, you know, somebody, uh, they read a, they see a flyer and all of a sudden, you know, they see a leaf, uh, they 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 see a, a grain of sand on the, you know, on the beach and all of a sudden they do tshuva or, you know, the tefillin. You know, they're making fun. They say, I'm not interested. I'm busy. I don't have time. Don't make, I'm not putting chilling on in the middle of the street. Okay, I'll go into your little camper over here and eat a piece of cake and drink some soda. And the minute they put on chilling, why do so many people start to cry? Are the straps, are the straps too tight? The straps are not too tight. Obviously, that act of putting on the chilling activates their spiritual antenna, their spiritual receptor, and all of a sudden they feel God. 
And I, I'm going to postulate that it's the Nasi Hadar who makes that so possible for them. That in other generations, people who didn't put on tefillin, putting on tefillin didn't make them cry. <laughs> it's a unique time and we're not doing the whole thing ourselves. That's just my thought. So, um, here's, here's, here's the thing. Where are we up to now? We know at the time of the base of Migdash, the Kayan Gadol, on Yom Kippur, one Kayan Gadol, on one day, Yom Kippur, in the one place, the Holy of Holies, one person, one place, one time, had an experience of oneness with Hashem. And there was the Mizbeach. That was one ama by one ama. Everything about it was one, 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 one. And as he writes here in his book, a singularly exalted responsibility and privilege. Right? He was the only one who did it. And it, he had an, an ecstatic experience with Hashem. And you could see the physical and the spiritual became one on Yom Kippur. So why can't we have that? So in this generation, I'm not going to say we experienced what the Kayan Gadol felt on Yom Kippur in the Kaidish Kedashim, but as we say, Mr. X, who's on the street, who's putting on shillin, has an experience that in our mind looks similar to maybe what the Kayan Gadol would experience that level of union with Hashem on Yom Kippur. You know, there is a story about um, a general in the army um, definitely didn't seem Jewish, uh, a black man, um, you know, older man, uh, definitely, you know, didn't identify as, didn't know his Jewish. And um, there was a shliach there, there was some kind of a ceremony and he said to the Chabad Shliach, you know, Rabbi, you know, it's interesting because my, uh, you know, you're Jewish. You know, my grandmother was Jewish. So it's, it's just interesting, you know, I, sometimes I think about Jewish things because, and this man was, you know, black man, not Jewish, etc. My grandmother was Jewish. So the Shliach asked him many questions, you know, grandmother from your mother. Turned out it was his maternal grandmother, meaning his mother's mother was Jewish. So the Shliach said, um, General, I have news for you. Um, you're, you're, you're actually Jewish. And he was kind of shocked. And then, of course, the Shliach asked him, um, how about putting on filling? And uh, <laughs> he didn't want to put on filling, you know, but his wife was there. And she said, you do what the rabbi tells you to do. So he said, okay. He put out his arm. You know, it's very strange. I mean, let's say he's 50 years old. He never thought of himself as Jewish. And all of a sudden he's Jewish, and he really is. And somebody's wrapping these straps around his, on his arm. And he found himself starting to cry. And he became angry. He said, what did you do to me? What kind of magic is going on here? What is this? He didn't understand. You know, he's a general in the army. They don't cry a lot. Why is he crying? Because they put straps on his arm? 
He was very nonplussed, is that the word? Disconcerted, you know, confused, taken off, taken, taken by surprise. All of a sudden he got this news of who he really is and, and, and he's confused about why he's crying. So we understand we can't say he felt what the Kayan Gugel felt in the base of Midrash on Yom Kippur, but that kind of experience, it's a moment in time. It's a one moment in time, in one place, for one person, all of that. And there he is, having that. I believe that's because the Nasi Adar makes it all possible. Opens opens people up to that experience. So what so what are we saying here? So what's the ultimate? Hashem wants to be down here in this world. We know that. And the problem all through history was that the world was very grub. How do you say it in English? Very coarse. The physical world was very very coarse. So if you're Every Jew's soul, his neshama, is there. <laughs> Feeling the right thing, doing the right thing, that's not the problem. The problem is the blockages from the body. And the body is a part of the physical world. Whether the whole physical world is kind of one blob of physicality, maybe, I don't know, possibly. So your own physical body is one piece of it. So for thousands of years, a few thousand years, we were refining, we were doing what's called Bureau, we were refining the physical world. Till one day it came to and comes to the point where the physical world is no, is, is no longer blocking the ability to see, feel, hear, experience Hashem. Because again, ultimately, what is the goal? What is the goal? The goal is that in the end, in Mashiach times, that as he says, the extensive refining process, which we call human history, will culminate with what? What is the end product? With every single person. Remember, we're not just saying, we're saying probably Jew and non-Jew. With every single person perceiving the essence of God, Everywhere and all the time. What does the Kayin Gavel feel? He experienced the essence of Hashem. And he experienced at that moment, in that place, we will, every one of us will experience that essence of Hashem, but not just in one place. Wherever we go, that one place will become the place. And whatever moment of time we're in, that moment will become the moment. So the ultimate goal is that everywhere and all the time, every single person will experience the essence of, of God, the essence of Hashem. It's officially called Dir B'Tachtanim, Hashem in this physical world. That's the miracle. And that's the end goal of all the work that we're doing. 5,700 until now, 82 years a lot of work to do, plus plus. Some of it not such easy work and some of it not such pleasant times, to put it mildly. All for the purpose of 
making it so that Hashem can effectively fully move into this world. Why, as he says here in the book, why Hashem wants to dwell a dwelling place in this world, we don't know. Why does he want to be here? We don't know. He says, God's reasons for wanting a dwelling place in this world are his alone. You can postulate. He says that when a person uses free will to turn away from bad and do good, this is pleasurable to God. As it's stated, God has pleasure when darkness is transformed to light. So that's a whole other topic that Hashem will move his very essence into the place where the dark stuff is now. However, that's going to, however, that's in the process of unfolding. But the focus we want to end with here is that there's, we're not doing this for nothing. And we're not, sometimes it feels like we're spinning our wheels, you know, where are you going with this? You know, like, oh my goodness. We're going towards the reality that copy paste the reality of the Kayan Gadol in the time of the Beis Hamidrash, in the Kaidish Kedoshim, copy, paste, drag and drop onto every single human being. That's the ultimate goal, that each and every human being will be able to get as close to that experience and then, and then affect everyone around him to get as close to that experience as possible. So the ultimate wedding between us and Hashem, between Hashem and the world, and the, the schluss is ours, that we're, we're here to be those who guide the world in that direction, have spent these thousand, few thousand years purifying the world so it stops being in the way of that relationship. Like, hello, guys, we're on the way. The chuppah is about to happen. The chassan and kala are walking towards the chuppah. Could you there's a bunch of boxes and junk in the way. Could you clear the way, please? That's what we've been doing, clearing the way, all the debris and junk in the way. With great mysterious nefesh, we've, we've cleared the way. So, and as we said, so how does this, from this kind of learning that Dr. Zelenko presented here, you see from this how his determination to reach out and heal and bring the world to a certain point was so powerful. And he wasn't afraid. And obviously his work continues and partners with, you know, those who are in the world, those who are in that world and those who are in this world, we're all in this huge process of bringing the world to the ultimate gula, mitzvah, shlema, the wedding between us and Hashem. May it be immediately now.